It is good to be in the house of God. Don't you just love his house? Something about just coming into a sanctuary and uh, singing and worshiping like we were a while ago. And uh, I just love it. I, I'm remembering what David said. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. What a privilege and honor it is. I don't know. I don't think we should ever take it for, we should probably never take it for granted, should we? That um, we can do this. Hallelujah. Is that better? All right. Praise God. Also, I wanted to say, uh, Pastor David was talking about the Gulf Coast Convention. It's November 19th, 20th, and 21st. And um, it starts on Thursday night and ends at Saturday at noon. So it doesn't interrupt local churches. You know, you can go to your Wednesday night service. You can go to your Sunday morning service. It doesn't interrupt anything about the local church because we're for the local church. We want to help support the local churches and bless them. Um, and also, Reverend Mark and Janet Brzee, I was thinking about them today. They're the ones that are coming to minister to us during the Gulf Coast Convention. And uh, they came to Panama City Beach years and years ago uh, for a three-night meeting. We had, uh, I believe it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, maybe Wednesday, maybe a four-night meeting. But um, the Holy Ghost started moving, <laughs> and he uses them so beautifully in uh, the flow of the Spirit, which is the name of this Gulf Coast Convention, is flowing with the Spirit. And uh, so we went the next night and the next night and the next night and the next night and the next night. And then we went the second week every night. And then we went the third week every night. I thought, this is like Brother Hagen's meetings, you know, <laughs> way back when they'd go three three weeks for meetings. And it just intensified and intensified. It was so glorious. And so, um, again, I want to uh, to invite you to come and be a part of that meeting. I think I, I think you'll be very glad that you came. And so, go ahead and register and and uh, commit to come and be a you know be just blessed by the fellowship and also by the the word of God. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer before we get started. Father, I thank you for this time. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for Grace Harvest Church, for our pastor, for this wonderful congregation, and also for those listening tonight on live stream. We ask now that they have ears anointed to hear, their minds are open, and hearts are receptive to your word, that it is your word that builds us up and gives us an inheritance in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. It's that engrafted word that's able to save our souls. So tonight we listen intently, not just to what's being said, uh, but what the Holy Spirit is saying to each one, to customizing uh, what you need to speak to people's hearts and lives about, setting them free, helping them, and, and blessing in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to talk tonight about the Holy Spirit. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we can't hear enough about him. <laughs> He's so magnificent. And um, this the things that God has sent him to do. Of course, Jesus said, I, you know, I have to leave because I'm going to send you uh, another comforter. And, and um, what a blessing to have the Holy Spirit with you every day of your life. He is with you, um, not just in church. Um, not just in your devotion time uh, in your personal life, but he's with you when you're driving down the street. <laughs> he's with you when you've got to go into a business meeting. 
we had uh, a family member text us this morning. I need prayer because she had a very, very important meeting with some high government officials. You know, the Holy Ghost can be with you right then. Amen. And so uh, I, I think that uh, we know this, but I think it's also good to remind ourselves that he is a very present help. He's very present with you all the time. And and we if we listen and tune in, he will he will make us uh, look like a genius because he's a genius. You know, uh, we partake of his wisdom. And I like what Catherine Kuhlman said that the definition of wisdom is. She said that it was seeing things like God sees them, yes. seeing things like God sees them because he sees and knows all. He knows everything about every person that, you know, and he knows everything about every situation. He knows the future of everything, too. So it's just good to know somebody like that, isn't it? <laughs> and to be informed and in, and we can be informed. So let's look at some scriptures tonight. We're going to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And uh, let's start in verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now, what a promise that we have that God will dwell in us and walk with us and in us. Now, you can't get any closer than that, can you? With the connection, hallelujah, that Christ in us, amen, and the Holy Ghost in us. And then look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians 6, and we'll look at verse 19. The Bible says here, What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? The Holy Ghost is where? He's in us. It just behooves us to be God inside minded. God inside minded. Now think about that for a minute, because the Holy Spirit and God are one. You know, it's the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I remember years ago in Sunday school class, one of our teachers talked to us about the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And she made this comparison, which I thought was interesting. She said, you know, how could three be one and one be three? And she said, but you can be like, well, for instance, in my life, I can be a wife. I'm a wife to Pastor David. I am a uh, mother to two children, grown children now. And and yet in some of you, I'm a pastor to you. So there's different roles. I'm the same person, but there's different roles that I take on. And um, I thought that was kind of interesting to help me as a child understand that God can be three people. <laughs> he can be God, the Father. He can be God, the Son, and the Holy God, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not like the bronze. You know, there's not a gold, a silver, and a bronze. He is God. He is God. And so um, when we say that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, he's in us. That means God inside us. Hallelujah. 
And when we really meditate on that, I mean, it'll make you walk a little taller. <laughs> it'll make you carry your head a little higher. Not, not in a haughty way, but in confidence. Amen. That he's come and inhabited us and that we are his people and, um, that he's walking in us and, and even talking to us. Uh, and boy, that was a real lesson for me. Growing up too, because you know different ones in a denominational church that I grew up in said you can't know what God's going to do. You'll never know. He's mysterious. <laughs> and when I found out He would talk to us, I got the biggest kick out of that. I thought, Wow, this is great that God wants us to know His will more than we want to know it. He wants us to know it, and He wants to commune with us. It was His heart from the very beginning. When he would come and walk with Adam in the cool of the day, I think that's pretty smart too, right? The cool of the day. We don't know too much about the cool of the day right now, <laughs> but there, there is a cooler part of the day. And that's the, that's the time that God chose to spend with Adam and walking and just fellowship and talking with him. Well, how much more would he want to express himself to you, express his will to you, and most of all, express his love? Amen. His love for you and to you. So we see in the scripture, uh, no, what know you not? He, in other words, he wants us to know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, I've used this as a healing scripture before. I like to use a lot of scriptures for healing that you might not think about healing. But I just, you know, meditating on this one day, I thought, if my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, it, it shouldn't have any disease in it. It shouldn't have any sickness in it. Satan has no place in the temple of God, right? And so our bodies are his temple. So I feel like in my life, the only place that, uh, the only thing that belongs in my body is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. We don't give any other place to the devil in Jesus' name, right? No sickness, no disease. And if it does try to come, which it does, it does try to come at times, um, then you can use that scripture, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and it quickens and makes alive my mortal body. So that when I say that, I see my cells and tissues and bones and blood and organs and, 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 you know, every cell in my body, I see that being ministered to by the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Now, that's a powerful spirit, isn't it? That's the Holy Spirit. And his power can minister to every tissue in your body, every bone. Hallelujah. So I don't mean to get off on that. But isn't that wonderful to think about it? The Holy Ghost lives in you. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we'll look here at verse 16. Saying this same truth here again, know you not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Wow. The spirit of God dwells in you. Now, let's look over in John chapter 14 and just read through a couple of uh, scriptures here in, in John 14 and 15 and 16. We won't read it all, but. I just want to, to put us again in remembrance of uh, how serious God is um, in uh, letting us know 
that he is with us and not just with us, but in us, in us. And, you know, the Holy Spirit has come when you're when you're born again. He, he made you born again. Um, he did the work of of that to make us born of God. And then, of course, uh, after that experience, then you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible talks about a second experience subsequent to salvation called the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I love what uh, Brother Hagen said, you know, if we have a bottle of water, this is great, you know, it's water, just like the Holy Ghost. But this is not all the water in the world. <laughs> there's a lot more water out there. And so there's a lot of God, hallelujah, a lot of the Holy Spirit, and we can be filled to overflowing. In fact, we can continually be filled <laughs> because I think sometimes we leak, you know. I think we need to continually be filled with the Holy Ghost and um, uh, refreshed by his presence uh, every day. Hallelujah. So let's look at John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. I think about Fox News when I hear that. <laughs> Don't you? I wonder if they know if this is a scripture, but it's a good one. Let not your heart be troubled. Uh, this is verse one, John fourteen one. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many trailer parks. Oh no, that it doesn't say trailer parks. Many mansions. Aren't you glad God thinks big? He's not. He's not. Uh, you know, thinking that you have to live and just barely get by. What right next to Grumble Alley? <laughs> so you can. Um, he he just thinks bigger than we think. So. In uh, my father's house, there's many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you will be also. So uh, he's, he's you know, talking about heaven and, and making some points here about uh about his, and he even goes into who he is. He said, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now then, let's go on down a little ways. And, um, you know, in uh, verse 10, says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. So then now he's telling us the connection between the Father and the Son. Then he takes it a step further. And uh, as we look down in the scriptures, it says in verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now, we know um, that he's, in verse 16, he's going to send another comforter. And we know that that comforter, the other, aren't you glad they're comforters? <laughs> Amen. I mean, think about that. Jesus evidently was a comforter because he said, I'm going to send another comforter. Right? So, obviously, uh, then another one would be that the first one was already there. And he just said, he didn't say anything unless God said it. So God must be a comforter. 
Because I think we've gotten the wrong idea sometimes through religious teaching that God's mad, he's upset, you can't ever satisfy him, you can't ever do enough to make him smile. I remember years ago a friend of mine said that his mother would uh, have, you know, have the table set and they'd all sit down to eat and there was the, uh, the uh, last supper up on the back of the, the wall behind them. And um, if they weren't eating, she'd go, look, Jesus is not smiling at you. <laughs> and, and that was, the, you know, and he'd say, does Jesus ever smile? <laughs> you know? And um, so sometimes we'll get the idea that Jesus doesn't ever smile at anybody. He's not smiling. God's not smiling. Everybody's mad. And that's just not the picture. If you get into the word, uh, you can see a very loving heavenly father. And the Bible said he's rich in mercy. Amen. Ready to forgive. Always for you, not against you. And we're wanting to work with you. And here, of course, we see he is the comforter. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But um, we we see in verse 16, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now, Acts 10.38 says, that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about uh, with the Holy Ghost and with power. So we know when, when the Holy Ghost comes, there's going to be some power released every time. It's amazing what the Holy Ghost can do. And so um, with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So that scripture tells uh, so much about the realm of the spirit. And uh, we see here this in the Amplified, verse 16, says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. And then it has parentheses, and it describes who this comforter is. First of all, he's a counselor. How many of you could use a good counselor? <laughs> I'm telling you. And, you know, maybe not just therapy, although he does therapy in a beautiful way. Uh, renewing our mind to his truths and helping us think straight and think right, uh, a sound mind. But also, you know, a counselor could be an, an attorney um, and and to give you what you need to know about the word so that you can stand on the word and plead your case. Isn't that beautiful? Um, the second word here is helper. I mean, I I know daily I could use some help every day in a lot of different situations and circumstances. And God is a helper. The Bible says the Lord is my helper. (laughs) You know, we ought to call on him. He's a very present help. And and he's uh, he is not uh, stingy with that. Like, well, I helped you yesterday, so I'm not going to help you today (laughs) or or you just need. You need too much help lately, so I'm tired. You know, God's not like that. He is always wanting to be a part of our lives. Isn't that a delightful Lord and Savior? Um, so we see helper. And then uh, the third thing, of course, is intercessor. And he lives. He ever lives to make intercession for us. Um, an advocate. And if you, if you, you know, if that's a strange word for you, I have a definition here. Um, about an advocate. An advocate is a person who pleads uh, on someone else's behalf. 
Again, he's for us, pleading our case for us, uh, like an attorney would support or, or plead a case of a client. They're really on your side, and they're seeing everything that that you know from the law and from every part uh, legally that w- is going to help you with your case. And thank God, you know, there's there's the sides of redemption. There's the legal side and the vital side, and and the Holy Spirit will show you. The promises that you can stand on, the benefits that you have because of the redemption of Jesus Christ. And he'll remind you of these things if you'll let him, if you'll listen to him. And you, and he'll say, say this, declare this, establish this, confess this. This is what you're to say over your children or over your situation. These words are the words that you need to use over your church or your community or even your nation. I think we should get busy saying some really good things about our nation. (laughs) Amen. And um, and so the Holy Spirit will help us to say those things that we need to say and advocate on our behalf. Um, Also, another word for uh, advocate is to defend. He defends you. And um, he also an advocate can get access to services and food and housing and finances. You know, I know in social work, we're called advocates. And so we help those who need help with all these kind of supplies or resources. You know, the Holy Ghost knows where your finances need to come from and knows how to work it all out. Amen. He knows about your food and your housing and all that you need and even desire. So he's an advocate for you. Hallelujah. And then strengthener. Praise the Lord for strength. We are told to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And sometimes I think we forget that God is almighty. He is almighty God. Think about the might of God. I think sometimes we give way too much credit to the devil and what he's doing and how he's working. And look, look, the devil taking over this and that and the other. You know what? He is defeated. And God is almighty. Amen. So think about the strengthening power of God and even the strengthening power of God on the inside of you. And then he's uh, a standby. He will stand by you and he will uh, guide and lead and even show you things to come. So uh, these are wonderful things about our comforter that we have now and um then in this last phrase, that he may remain with you forever. He's not going to throw up his hands and say, I'm done with you. Oh, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to stay here any longer with you. No, he will always remain with you. Jesus said this. Do you believe him? Um, and then it goes on to say, uh, even the spirit of truth, thank God he's the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So praise God, we see on the day of Pentecost when a mighty rushing wind, the Holy Ghost came and filled all those who were sitting and uh, still filling people today. Amen. I love it. So, so good. Uh, Then we see in verse 28. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Now, in the Amplified, the Bible says here that Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. You know, you're not an orphan. 
even if you don't have an earthly father or an earthly mother, um, or maybe they've some for some reason forsaken you. The Bible says, and I love this, when your dad, mom and dad forsake you, the Lord will take you up. I think he takes special interest in orphans or in people who don't have that support, guidance, a father or mother. He will take you up. Take him up on him taking you up. Amen? Because, you know, it's really nice to have a really good father. I had the privilege of having one. Uh, a really good father, and I'm telling you, they could, they can take real good care of you, and be a real support and a real love, and 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 you know, in in every kind of way. And so, if you don't have that, then uh, plead your case with the Holy Ghost to the Father, because God's a good God. So He said, "I will not leave you as orphans." He said, "This is in the Amplified. I will not leave you comfortless." Desolate, bereaved, forlorn, or helpless. Now those are things we don't have to be anymore. We don't have to be comfortless. We don't have to be desolate. Praise God. We don't have to be bereaved. You might go through some bereavement if you've lost loved ones or, or even lost things. There's some, there's some grief that goes along if you're a normal human being, but you don't have to stay there. Hallelujah. Amen. Not with the Holy Ghost because he gives you joy. And then forlorn. Now I looked up the de- definition of forlorn. It means sad. You know, you don't have to be sad. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to be. Now you can be if you want to be, but you don't have to be anymore. You don't have to be, uh, another word is lonely. Praise God. You don't have to be lonely. Another word for forlorn is abandon. You're not abandoned. You're not uh, alone and you don't have to be sad. And then forlorn also means hopeless or unlikely to succeed or to be fulfilled. You don't have to live like that because you don't have to live comfortless anymore. The Holy Ghost can help you be successful and be fulfilled. Now, that's a beautiful thing because I'm a counselor and many times uh, when I get into some counseling or therapy, it's it's people um, who really feel lonely, sad, hopeless, unlikely to succeed or to be fulfilled. I just don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel satisfied. But you know the Holy Spirit will do that for you. Amen. And really there's only, uh, I think, just a Holy Spirit-shaped place in us that only the Holy Spirit can do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let him. Let him do that. If you're, you know, if you're not familiar with the Holy Spirit, get born again. Ask Jesus to come into your heart and then be filled. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And he will. So easy to do that. So simple. Because sometimes I think we miss it. But you don't need to miss it. Um, so he will be with you and he will live in you. And then you don't have to live these ways of being forlorn. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, just a little more here. And um, verse uh, chapter 15, Jesus said, verse one, John 15, one, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, and it uh, will br- that it will bring forth more fruit. 
Now you are clean through the word. Hallelujah. Through the word. That means he doesn't clean you up, giving you cancer. He doesn't try to make you better by uh, putting you in the hospital with a broken leg or tragedies or horrible things. The Bible says right here, Jesus said this, you are clean through the word. His word. Hallelujah. It's enough to do it for you. Amen. And it says, which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except you abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. So we see here again Jesus emphasizing the importance of knowing that he is in you. He is in you. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, let's look over and and we'll close with this. John 16, John the 16th chapter um, and verse 7, John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart... I will send him unto you. So he's sending the Holy Ghost. Praise God. What a marvelous spirit. The spirit of the living God. To come live on the inside of us. Verse 13. How be it the spirit of truth when he's come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear. That shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Notice the word show there. So he's going to guide you. He's going to speak to you. But also he's going to show you some things. And I think that we need to be very sensitive to the spirit of God to let him show us things. You know, he will give you pictures of what needs to be done at times. Um, you'll, you'll kind of have a flash of, wow, I think this is what I need to do. And the spirit of God will confirm that. Um, <clears throat> let's look at the Amplified. And that scripture, but when he, the spirit of truth, the truth giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. For he will not speak of his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the father and he will give the message that has been given to him. And he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future, <laughs> announce and declare to you. It says he will glorify and honor me because he will take and receive and draw upon what is mine and will reveal it, declare it, disclose it and transmit it to you. He's going to do those things. He's going to take some information, revelation, things that you need to know, declare it, disclose it and transmit it. To you. And you know, this, this is, I think this is really neat to know that God wants to show us things. He wants to talk to us about things. He wants to tell us future things. He wants us to be in the know. He's not a God that you just never know. You just never know what He's going to do. Never know anything about anything. You ought to be, we ought to be the most well informed people about now and about the future of anybody. 
Amen. And thank God we can be if we just spend some time listening to the Holy Ghost. He's trying to reveal, declare, disclose and transmit things to us. Now, what what you know, what would be an important thing? Uh you know, why, why would we need that? You know, I think that sometimes, just for instance, I know that there's a lot going on in the world today and then there's some financial crunch because of it in different people's lives. Some have lost their jobs. Some, they're not working full time anymore and, and just a lot going on with that. So, you know, instead of just praying, God, give me money, rain it down from heaven, whatever, just, I need some now. Uh, you can ask the Holy Spirit, give me your plan. What is your plan here? What is your plan? Because sometimes it's not even money that you need. It's favor. It's a divine connection. It's somebody brought into your life or you making a phone call or, or meeting someone at the church that you need to know and need to be, you know. And, and, and so it's not always just money that needs to be rained down in your life. There's a plan. And God has a plan and he wants to declare, disclose and transmit and reveal the plan. So uh, remember that um, the Holy Spirit is wanting to get information to us. Amen. He's wanting to get help and meet our needs and help us in every every situation. Uh, what sometimes we don't think, well, that's not very spiritual. Why would God want to get involved in that? But he wants to be in every area, every area of your life. And, you know, one day I realized that whatever's important to me is important to God. It's important to me. It's important to him. Some things that I would think are so unimportant, you know, like just little details of my life. And God has shown me that was that was important to me because you wanted it, Scarlett, because it was the desire of your heart. Just little things here and there. You wouldn't even believe if I told you. But it means so much because he is a loving Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. So we'll close tonight with some prayer. Um, and if you are those ones that need help, especially in the area, I just sense that tonight uh, in finances and you need God's plan. We're going to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you about the steps that you need to take. He's going to reveal to you. Some of you might even just see yourself doing something. You might see yourself calling someone that you haven't thought of in a while. Or you might see yourself uh, going to a certain business and filling out an application that you didn't think of earlier. I don't know what it could be, but God knows. The Holy Spirit knows. And he can get you in the right place at the right time with the right people. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you. For the Holy Spirit who guides us and leads us and directs our lives. That he is our friend. And I think that he's gentle and kind and wonderful. He's good. And he desires the very best for our lives and for our families. We ask you now, Lord, especially in this situation. I believe uh, this word of knowledge about financial help for some people listening tonight. I thank you, Lord. You lead and guide and direct by your plan, by your purpose. Now, may it be revealed unto them. May it become very clear by your Holy Spirit what the plan is. May you disclose and reveal and transmit unto them 
the plan. And we thank you, Lord, that they'll be listening, they'll hear, and that they will obey you. Even if it seems to be a small thing, just a small uh, act, may they act in obedience. And I thank you, you order their steps. That step will be taken, and then the next step will be taken. And praise God, every need will be met, and even abundantly above what they can ask or think. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.